0: Halftime, the world game with Carlos Alberto Diego from 4diegos.com.
1: The matriarch of the Diego family. Matriarch? Yes.
0: <laughs> I'd rather be the patriarch. The there. patriarch <laughs> yeah. of the Diego family. No, no disrespect to our matriarch mothers out there, but No, uh, no, the patriarch, you are right. Uh, Carlos Alberto
1: Diego. Yes, how are Good well afternoon asked, to you. And
0: Merry Christmas to you, Tony. How do you two, Carlos, yes. for about the.
1: Twenty fifth time in our lives. Yes, uh,
0: yes of course. Yeah. Of course, we were just uh, reminiscing, weren't we? Beforehand, we go way back to the old three WRB days yes. uh, in the Western Suburbs Community Radio, thriving community radio station. Uh, when I used to have to get up on top of the roof, Bob Jane <laughs> Stadium, to set up the little microwave dish yes, to call the, a game. The, of the soccer. O-Gos used to be in the little studio in uh, what, the West End uh, Market, West End Market, yeah, just
1: right. uh, just after the uh, the Country and Western the, people. Absolutely, God bless we them.
0: would sandwich between the four wheel drive show and the Country and Western show. <laughs> Or the architect show. There was an architect show before, us. and then we throw to you, Tone. I still remember yeah. when. Uh, uh, this is certainly not on the run sheet, but let's go down this track anyway, Tone, When uh, Middle Park was torn down. And Bob Jane Stadium was uh, yes. was built. Yes, the first game yep. between South Melbourne and because we
1: actually broadcast their y- very. You first tried game, to you no, tried well, to. our very first game that we
0: ever broadcast on three WRB <laughs> yeah. was the final game between South Melbourne and Heidelberg at Middle Park. At Middle Park, and then we tried to uh, broadcast the first game at South Melbourne at Bob Jane Stadium. Yep. They had fifteen thousand people there. Yeah, uh, it was a wonderful day, and all we got were crickets. When you were uh, when we were trying to throw to you because, because obviously Because the microwave dish wasn't pointed it wasn't to the working right area. And we just we the Diego's had to fill in for two and a half hours in the studio hoping that we were going to cross to you at some stage and of course joking about the uh the coat hanger antennas you were trying yeah. to and they, and, but it wasn't a joke, it was Fair yeah, no, It was fair <laughs> And uh but that's live community radio for you, Tone. Look where yeah. we are now. Yeah, we're exactly. At least you don't have to get better. on the roof and do any coat hanger stuff this time. No, so. exactly, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. Hasn't
1: soccer come a long way uh, Absolutely! Oh, yeah. You,
0: you, call, you talk about, even though, Tone, I mean, they
1: they were wonderful days. Oh, they were fantastic. We are talking about, before with mm. Troy the the uh, uniforms and
0: stuff, yeah. the old soccer shorts of the 70s. Yeah, apparently, they had a back pocket. Uh, well, I don't know about the back pocket, but you don't want to think about the soccer shorts of the 70s, the really tight ones. I think of the Tottenham Hotspur, Glenn oh, Hoddle, yeah. uh, Mickey Hazard uh, era, where it was all white, and they'd have those... Um, You know, really, really tight shorts. And, of course, Glenn Hoddle was just a stick of a yep. man. He was quite tall, but a stick of a man. And so those long legs, the tight shorts, and it was just something about that look. And I think they actually had a bit of a satin finish on their, on their uniform. So nice. there's satin. It was almost something disco-like, Tone, that you yep. did, wear at uh, some, you know, Inflations or Chase's Disco back in the 70s. But, uh, but, you know, it's come a long way. And these days, what they've learned as far as the merchandising and, and you know, home of the waste strips, I mean uh, – Clubs these days uh, unashamed, unashamedly have about four different away strips because and I don't obviously problem with that but obviously they, they're all marketing uh, you know uh, vehicles for yeah. them to make money all the media uh, merchandising streams that come through so in those days, I still remember the debate that. You know whether Manchester United should have a, uh, an away strip. You well, know why don't they play their home with their home strip all the time? Something that we've had in the AFL just more recently, yeah. and everyone's accepted it that you have an away strip because obviously it's another income stream for yep. clubs. But also, you know, it, it, with color TV, you know, it, it's a it's a great way of distinguishing between the two teams. Having said that, uh, you know, we've got the Fox Sports uh, FFA. You know, victory Wellington Phoenix issue a couple of weeks oh, ago, yeah. which was ridiculous. But uh, that was ben an FFA. That like. was a normal A League game, wasn't it? Yeah. What I'm saying, FFA made the decision oh, that yeah, they yeah, stay yeah. stay with the shirts. But uh, but it was a long time ago, and uh, but I still have the old style West Ham uh, shirt, no sponsor on the top, just the logo with the two hammers, so sort of crossways, really? and with the big number six on the back, uh, Bobby Moore, and that's the old style. No sponsor. No sponsors. Just West Ham shirt, home in the way that they used to use oh, in the 60s. I have me. that shirt. I uh, bought, uh, bought it when I was over in England, uh, of course, in their the retro gear range. Yeah. And uh, I wear it with pride. we. Even though I don't do justice to it, but I wear it with pride. All right. Yeah, no, uh, you're right,
1: though. You say people have come to terms with it. I don't know if they have in the AFL yet. Mm. I really don't
0: believe that people have come to terms with an away strip in the AFL. Well, look, look. It's been a for for a long time now. with you know, world footballs had away strips, and you know, fans actually really like it because suddenly they don't they don't just buy one strip a year; they yeah. buy two, yeah. and they're proud of wearing their team's strip. And you know, look, it's just been decades that's, since football's done that. So, you know, if you're not used to it now, you'll soon get used to it. I, mean, I don't think I don't think you hear the outcry anymore about uh, you know uh Collingwood having to wear, wear any sort of away strip or yeah. a Western Bulldogs or whatever. People just accept well, that. Well, Collingwood won't wear an away oh, well, Is, is it I mean, slightly different or not? I'm not sure. I, I, yeah, it's you know, white I'm on really black instead of is it black it, okay, on well, white. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> uh, and I do, like, see, I do like the football
1: version of the away strip, which is predominantly white. I, I would love to see our AFL teams in their away strip being predominantly white.
0: Well, I think you see North Melbourne, Hawthorn, yeah, but North white Melbourne, Hawthorne I, that I, white. I say, the... white with AFL football just doesn't doesn't work. Nah, that 's not for me. Yeah. It, it, it it does. It, it's a touch of ballet about the whole thing, and uh, I just think keep away from the all white if you're uh, if you're AFL football. All white works with uh, with football. I think uh, Real Madrid. All white. I mean, there's some there's some classic history behind having the all white. Yep. Uh, and these days, it's not all white. You have the sponsor and you have your logos exactly. and you have the big numbers on the back and the big names on the back. So you get away with it that way. But I think uh, AFL, it I just never... Doesn't work. It could never warm to the North mm-hmm. Melbourne all white away uh, gear. What we can't
1: get away from is talk about the Melbourne Derby. And mm. we'll do that in just one tick because there's been... Well, I'd, I'd like to talk about the repercussions of what happened on the weekend for both teams. But John out of Spotswood joins us. G'day, John. Yeah, day, boys. How
2: you going? Good, mate. That's uh, a go. All the best for
1: Christmas. You too. You too.
2: I just wanted to call in and, uh, yeah, I actually have the pleasure of playing with you, Chevex, down at the Vets. Uh, It's John Ross, mate. Oh, Um, yeah, Rossy. How are you, buddy? Good, mate. Good, thanks. Yeah, I just wanted to comment. When you do get those pins out there, they're quite pleasurable to look at.
1: Thank you, mate. We were talking about shorts and cricket.
2: (laughs) Okay. I I totally agree with you, John. Ah, look, there's nothing like getting out there, mate, with the, uh, the old fellas and having a couple of beers and whacking the shorts on, and even the, uh, the hairy chest comes out every now and again, now and again for you, Shebex.
1: And a bit of the, uh, the gold chain, around. exactly, John. Exactly. <laughs> Have all a great, Chrissy, mate. You and the
2: boys, mate. Yeah, you and
1: the boys as well. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Thanks, it. Uh, Johnny Ross out there at uh, Spotty. Good on you, John. Thanks for the call. Really do appreciate it. Uh, the, uh, let's talk about the Derby and the repercussions for both teams. Mm. Melbourne having their fourth loss in a row, the first time they've done that in A-League history. City having their fourth win in a row, the first time that they've done that in A-League history. How's it set those two teams up now for the rest of the year? I'm presuming that City are better placed, not for the fact that they're sitting higher on the ladder, but just the fact that they've actually got a lot of momentum going on now and a damn good
0: team. Well, no, the momentum is very, very important. Uh, and that's a really good point, Tane. But I still believe, and, if, and uh, you know, from watching and listening to John Van Skip in his press conference, uh, he's not getting too carried away. Mm. I mean, all... I, I, th- I got the impression he was more enthused by the fact that they showed a bit of backbone when they were under pressure in that second half. Yeah. Victory had all the second half. Uh, uh, City looked very dangerous on the break, though, and they looked like they could hold up. Uh, Sorensen had a game of his life. I mean, oh, for such a uh, veteran uh, goalkeeper, for me to say he had a game of his life, he had a great game. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, they, scra- they scrapped and they clawed. And, they, you know, this is the stuff that, they've been cr- that people have been crying out for this City team to do for a lot. So they won the game, but it wasn't pretty. But I think that's more important to someone like a John Van Skip than, say, winning pretty in the previous three games. For sure. Because that then sets them up in difficult circumstances down the track. They know, they can refer back to, you know, what they did against Victory, a very good Victory team. I don't care that they've lost four in a row. This team's still, you know, in the top two or three teams in the competition. very hard to score at the moment. They are. And and look, that's... I I don't have an answer to that for Mm. them because... That's the, the biggest post. concern, though, yeah. isn't it? Well, uh, it's not a concern if they're, if they're making chances. Well, But they are, and that's the thing, but they're not converting. That's right. But if they weren't making chances, yeah, I think that's yeah, their bigger okay. issue. And uh, that, there will be a flood of goals that will that'll, that'll come in with Melbourne Victory soon. Uh, in, in the four, each of the four games that they've lost, uh, probably each of those games, except for maybe West Indy Wanderers, they should have won the game or they should have actually got something out of the games. Yeah. So for me... As much as it's very frustrating, and they're dropping down the ladder, and they're not getting the three points, and uh, and I know that would be very very frustrating to the team and also Kevin Muscat. Mm. They're making chances; they're making really good chances. The best play for Melbourne City was Tom- Thomas Sorensen. I think that tells you something when the goalkeeper's the best player. Yeah, that doesn't at all denigrate Melbourne City's performance because they needed you. they needed to win like that for them to again have that reference point that. If we need to rely on our spine and our backbone and our courage, we, we can point to that every time. Yeah. So I think that's been a great learning thing for Melbourne City. But Melbourne victory, you know, those people are talking about um, you know, them being in crisis. They're not in crisis at all. No, uh, it's a bit of a form sub. But, but right. if, they, if they, I think they've got Central Coast, Newcastle in the next couple of weeks, and I think there's another lowly team coming up too. If they drop points against those three, I think you might start talking about them being in trouble in some way. I think the FFA need to seriously sit down and
1: have a look at the implications of not just an A-League season, but a, uh, an FFA Cup season, and also an Asian Championship season. We saw what happened to the West Indy Wanderers last year. Take those commitments away from this year, they're on top of the ladder. Victory are going to go through exactly the same thing, and I hope we don't see exactly the same problem. I think depending on how victory go this year, they need to look at whether they're they're allow they're going to allow teams to make it to the Asian Cup Championships an opportunity to extend their squad by four or five players or do something like that just to take that pressure off the existing squad because teams are teams are going to feel it. It's a tough season. Yeah, that's what
0: football's all about. Uh, Kevin Musk, yeah, Musk but, that, been but that's back. fine. That's yep. what
1: football's all about. Yep. They have unlimited squads. The football teams that normally play two or three games yep. regularly over in Europe. We don't. We've got a squad of, what, 22, 23 yep. players with a salary cap. It's a bit of a problem. We'll talk about it more after the break. Yep. It is 24 past one here at 1116 SEN. Carlos Alberto Diego in the studio with me as well. Now, you've done a little bit of research during the last three minutes, Carlos. What have you got for Yeah,
0: me? Just about squad numbers and things like that. Squad sizes, sorry. Uh, of course, the squad size for the A League is 23. Yep. And, uh, and, of course, uh, that can be extended to 30 for. Asian Champions okay, League. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, but the, th- but the extra seven can't play in the A-League. And I think the big issue okay. that they're talking about is the possibility of maybe extending, you know, those clubs that are in the, A- in, in the Asian Champions League, the possibility of having their 23-man squad extended, uh, if possible, for that. That I- would make sense, yeah. because you want
1: your best players, I would have thought, playing in the Asian Champions League.
0: Well look I, I you know I think these days everything's important yeah, I mean it's a so hard one I just think you need to win things you know and uh and uh, look the teams that are in this situation are the teams that are doing well mm. I mean do they do they not do well and then they play less games and they don't have the pressure on their squads I think if you're experiencing this you're experiencing it because you are you're, you're the Good best team in competition yeah. you're doing well you're winning things so Look, you know, I just think it's about management. It, of course, you don't want the situation that West Sydney Wanderers had to go through last year. Sure. They went all the way yeah. and their team was completely fatigued for the A-League. And, you know, it was quite clear that that was and You can see that from their results this year, yeah. even though they've turned over their squad. But Tony Popovich, uh, you know, is getting them to play well again and they're, and they're doing well. So, um, yeah, it, it is one of those ones where the happy balance needs to be there we're very unique here in australia also because of the amount of travel we have to do within within our own Country, yeah. you know, I mean, travelling from you know uh, Perth to New Zealand, yeah, Perth to New Zealand is one Six or hour, Mel- even Melbourne flight. to Perth yeah. midweek uh, FFA Cup games. This and so, I mean, it's just not like in England where you, you don't have as far to travel mm. for these sort of things. And they, you know, even though they scream and yell about away games and stuff, even they, when they're playing the European Championship, drive. It's, well, yeah, the Europa uh, Cup sort of games. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a couple of hour flight yeah. to get to another country to play, and you, you're back that night. It's not the case necessarily for the A League club so you're that in the mix too look i think as a as a sport and as a, a the way we administer the game here is evolving all the time we're learning all the time people are hopefully talking all the time and i think the owners as part of maybe them being heard will probably be spruiking this a little bit more about what are we going to do about squad sizes if our team makes the asian champions league and we're also in the fa cup and you know and all that sort of stuff yeah cool uh guest player rumors what are we hearing well, it's interesting. Uh, There's a couple of articles that have come out. No one, you know, it, it is really, really weird. i love to li- ask Lynchy about this at the age. Uh, he wrote an article a couple of weeks ago that Kaká was in town. You know, the, the yeah. brilliant Brazilian who's played beautiful football uh, for years, just one of the best players of his generation. was in town. And he just wrote an article saying he's in town. And there was photos of him, you know, at a golf course. And someone said he was at, you know, Brunetti's in Carlton. And, but, Nowhere in the article did they say he was here to play. And, uh, and for me, you know, that's a met. That, for me, I'm not sure, you know, how that story came about, but it's almost like someone's sort of fishing to say, well, he's here. Is anyone interested? That sort of oh, thing. And yes. I'm saying Lynchy did that for whoever. You know, yeah, gave him the lead, but but it just seemed that that's sort of an article that uh, suddenly uh, he's here. If anyone's interested, come and talk to us sort of yeah. thing. And suddenly, in the last twenty four hours or so, there's been more and more talk. Actually, probably over the last couple of days, more and more talk about Ronaldinho being available and uh, his time at Fluminense there in, in Brazil is is coming to an end. And uh, his people are talking to people in Australia about the possibility of him having a guest guest stint here. And and there's talk about Giorgio Samaras, who's a, a legendary Greek international that i uh, uh, not sure his last club, I think it was at Celtic for a while, but you know, uh, he, 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 I think he's without a club at the moment, and uh, there's talk about him maybe coming. So there's a lot of just talk about the possibility of guest players, but no one's sort of saying that this club is after this, this, okay. this player. So it seems like everyone's fishing at the moment yeah. to see. All I say to clubs out there, if, if, obviously for this to be a talking point right now, uh, someone, some clubs are talking to someone and someone's trying to spruit this into the yeah, marketplace. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely That's what's happening. All I say to clubs that don't fall for the three-card trip, doesn't matter how big the name is. If the guy is not motivated, he's here on the holiday, he's here to just get a little bit of superannuation on the way out, you forget about it. doesn't matter who it is. We've had Romario play in this league for Adelaide. Romario is one of the greatest players ever. He was Hopeless when he came here because he was overweight, not interested. He was here for a party. Ronaldinho, his last couple of years have been like that. Ronaldinho is one of the best players I've ever, saw, ever seen, especially when he's at Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just absolutely brilliant. By name, he thrills you. But if he's going to come in, he's fat. And just wants to go out to nightclubs every. You know, won't do the training. Yeah. For fo- it doesn't matter how you know long I mean. it is. If it takes him more than you know, two or three games to get fit, it's not worth it. As a league, we've got to be better at that. We, uh, yeah, it it, it yeah. smacks of desperation. It, it, when absolutely, we start it, doing it that. sounded the sort of new stuff that's coming out at the moment. Sounds like there's a bit of desperation. Crowds that yeah. you know, the the numbers are you know not for victory, but for other clubs crowd's a bit down, the broadcast numbers aren't, you know, high uh, or not as high as they wanted, Uh, so they're they're sort of almost panicking a bit, what do we do to get this up, Uh, but really I cannot see uh, the likes of Melbourne City bringing in uh, Ronaldinho right now, I can't see a victory doing it, I think they're much more mature, those clubs, Mm -hmm. uh, when they're considering that, Incredibly, Sydney FC has been mentioned in dispatches about oh. you know that they might well, take. That's because they've the associations. They, but why would someone like Graham Arnold, after working so hard on his squad and building yeah. a squad that's cohesive, even consider someone who's just coming in? you're... And you have to play him if he's if he's there. You have to play him. Yeah, you do. Yeah, why would you consider that? Maybe Central Coast. You know, they're not going to win anything. So nice for shirt sales. Yeah, maybe Newcastle if it's the right player. You, play, teams that aren't going to win anything. They're not going to get relegated, but not going to win anything, or aren't really vying for. Maybe someone like they can rate, you spike your crowds for a couple of weeks. And this we saw with Villa uh, last year for Melbourne City, and I mean the guy was just fresh from a World Cup. Yeah, he when he came. Took, you know, even though he scored the odd goal and he showed his flashes of brilliance, yeah. but the, the, the lack of cohesion in that team because you had to play him uh, was very, very noticeable. And I don't know whether someone like a John Van Skip would have that happen again to him because yeah. it, it seemed like it was almost forced on him. That, and we were all excited by the way that, that he came you know, to, to play here. So if that didn't work, you know, why would a Ronaldinho who's way past it doesn't matter how big and talented he was. How's that going to add? But I'd love to hear our listeners' views on it. Would you like to see a Ronaldinho join an A-League club? Doesn't matter that he's maybe may coming without a preseason. Doesn't know the players. They're going to plonk him right in there. Uh, or are we beyond that now? I'd love to hear our listeners' uh, views on it. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. 1116 Give us a
1: call. Let us know your thoughts on guest appearances by big-name players. We don't just... We're not just talking schmucks. No. no. We're talking...
0: World greats who are well and truly into their twilight. And past. (laughs) Yes.
1: 942 Would you like to see your club do it? Let us know. 25 to 2. Carlos Alberto Diego in the studio with me. If... uh Emmanuel, if you're listening, you obviously are. If you could please tell us where it says Ronaldinho has re-signed with his Brazilian side, because we've just looked through the entire internet, and I can't find that. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: Uh, the article I'm referring to was just written last night. Yeah,
1: 18th, 20th of December, Ronaldinho, the guest of honour. The case for and against, that's SBS, the world game. Uh, Ronaldinho, a target for A-League clubs, that's 19 hours ago, Sydney Morning Herald. Yep. So... Yeah, please Unless, tell us uh,
0: Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong I mean, know. you're going
1: to uh, send that through, mate Because that'll be an exclusive But we're not saying you're right either <laughs> uh, John out of Greensboro day, John
2: Thank you um, Look, I agree with some of the points that you guys made But you yourself said that as a collective The team is not going to get very much out of the season Now, you wouldn't do it with You know, most other big players that are past it But Ronaldinho is a very special player and, and, I, and I mean, now, a lot of people have got him up there in, in the top, probably in the top five, at least ten top players in the world.
1: But John, but if we it. get him, if we get him as a guest in, what are we getting him for? Three or four weeks, maybe five. No, no they, can, they can keep him up to fourteen weeks now. Okay, but, fourteen games. Are you okay, going to well see? Are you going to see the best of him in that time?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, what you might see, I think, Arnold will be thinking. Well, if we're not as a team getting anything out of it, let's give our fans some individual brilliance, even if it's not consistently, but it's not very often that you get to experience uh, some of the things that this bloke can do, so only in his case because I reckon he's a pretty, pretty special sort of player um, and I'll, that's how they'd be looking at it, you know, let's, let's show our fans, let's give them something to cheer about, you know.
0: Yeah, John, I, I agree, you know, there's a lot of what you say I agree with, but I'm thinking of the coaches, I'm putting the coaches hat on right now. Uh, and the disruption that a Ronaldinho will have to the formation of say, a Melbourne victory or the way they play, Melbourne City, well, uh, Sydney FC. I mean, these these teams are built on a pattern of play now. Uh, and Ronaldinho, uh, and even if he was coming to, wanted, yeah, look, I want to buy into your pattern of play, it will take him a long time to get used to the players around him and maybe get fit. Uh, it would, probably four games to five games of the 14 would be just him sort of... You know, kicking the legs over and and just understanding what's going on. Uh, this is a lot of. I mean, our preseason in in the A League is the longest preseason of any sport in world world sport history. So there's a lot of work that goes into these patterns of yeah. play and how to go about things uh, and the, and the rules of the team and just to have someone like a Ronaldinho coming in especially if he's not entirely motivated. I'm, I'm guessing that he, from his recent history over the last couple of years, he's been changing a few different clubs, only stays a short time. They're dissatisfied, they move him on, he moves to another club. It's, it seems like he's been club hopping a little bit over the last few years. So, and that's uh, not just on the field, it's well, off the uh, field as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it just, I don't know, it'd be just a huge risk, I think, if it if a, if was imposed upon a, an A-League coach to have him. But I can see, like, a, 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 a Warmsley, you know, the manager of, uh, of Central Coast Mariners, for him, you know, to say it's more important to attack than, than win games, well, for him, if he doesn't worry about winning games, throw Ronaldinho there, they'll probably get 10,000 every game there at Central Coast when their crowds are around about five or six right now. Uh, that might be a win for them, you know, if that mm. happens. But... Jazza says, "Please don't bring Newcastle into this. The last fat slow bloke we got. We signed Mario Jardel <laughs> as our marquee player. I know. that was an incredible. And uh, I, I read somewhere, I'm not sure whether it was in uh, 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 whether it was an extract of one of the A-League books that was set, were were, um, were published in, in, this year." talking about how uh, Con Constantine, the, the, the owner of mm. Newcastle Jets at the time, basically imposed that on Gary Van Egmont. Mm. So I've got this player. He played in the World Cup. He's a brilliant player. Uh, even though he hasn't played in five or six years, he's carrying a heap of weight. And I think it was found out later that he was actually on drugs too. Mm, uh, and suddenly mm. that was imposed on Gary Van Egmont, <laughs> a young coach who was trying to establish himself. Yeah. So he played him. And it was, a, it was an absolute joke. If, if, if you're out there, Google Mario Jardel, Newcastle Jets. And you'll see what we're talking about. It, yeah. was, it was incredibly embarrassing.
1: And Daniel reckons a fat Ronaldo or a Roberto Baggio would do better than a Ronaldinho at the moment.
0: Uh, look, I, I put them all in the same boat. I yeah. mean, um, this, is not a, this is not an issue. on Ronald, Like I said, Ronaldinho is one of my favourite all-time players. Uh, again, some of the stuff he did at Barcelona, uh, it rivals anything that Messi's done. You know, uh, anything that any of those great players, mm. you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's up in that level. Uh, and what he's done for Brazil over the years, and he just does it for fun, and that, that's what. If he had a modicum of motivation to come and play in the A League and wanted to get fit and do a whole preseason or do some of the preseason, And come in and do it yeah. the tr- more traditional way, I would love to see him. Doesn't matter how old he is, because mm-hmm. I think that that talent uh, and, and you know just the general feel for the game would get him by, even though the legs are a bit older. Yeah. Thirty-five now he is. John yeah. on the road. Good day, John.
3: Good gentlemen. How are you going? Good. Very interesting conversation. Thoroughly enjoying it, yeah. as usual. Um, look, I think uh, I think Ronald Jr. still had a lot to give. I I personally had I been uh, uh, who was the last coach of the Brazilian for the World Cup in Brazil? For the Brazils? Uh, the
0: yeah. last coach. Uh, good question. Scalari wasn't. It? No, it's um. Dunga. 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 Was it? No, it wasn't. Dunga was it? It was. Oh, look, I'm I'm just guessing. I can't remember. They they failed so miserably I'd forgotten who it was. Well, I'll tell
3: you what they yeah. needed. They they needed that spark. They needed that mm. individual brilliance that of Ronaldinho. I personally would have taken Ronaldinho. He Actually, John, pointed.
0: you make a good point there because Ronaldinho at that time, there was a lot of controversy in Brazil. Even when we were there during the World Cup, uh, the people were... Basically, calling for Ronaldinho to be brought into the squad even during the tournament, even though there's rules against that. Uh, but you're absolutely right; he actually was very, very close in making that squad.
3: I personally would have taken him to the World Cup because that's what Brazil was lacking that
0: mm. that little
3: spark, that individual um, individual brilliance, that you know, that through ball that can make the difference between a goal or not having a goal. And and that was only last year, mate. Mm. You know, so I mean, we're thinking it
1: might have been Scalari. John. Yeah, big Phil Scolari, yeah.
3: Philippe, yeah, yeah. Philippe, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how much weight can somebody put on in a year? You know, uh, look, I mean, it was only last year. Yeah, look,
0: even, uh, uh, Nine uh, months ago. You just got to, if you, if you just sort of do a little bit of research on him there, John, I'm, I'm sure you have, just in the last 12 months or so, last 24 months, he has gone from club to club in different countries, and, and the reports haven't been great about his attitude. That's all. Uh, and I, uh, there's some really dedicated 35-year-olds in world football who play v- at, at the top, top level and are still playing and they're very reliable. And But just some of the stuff I've read over the last couple of years, he just seems like a bloke who just gets by with his talent but not super committed to the cause. He's won everything, really. Mm. He has won everything. And to come to the A-League for him... I don't think it would even be a cultural thing where I'm trying to I'm trying to learn another culture or live another culture or experience another yeah. culture. It's really just another payday to extend the the lovely yeah. life he's had in football. Yes, yeah, so or in life. full yeah, Stop. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, thanks for your call, John. Do appreciate it. Uh, let's before we head to the break, Carlos. Uh, the ICC tournament, uh, which is. Coming out the yeah. Spurs Juventus
0: victory, yeah, international champions Tournament. cup, yeah, and another European team which hasn't been announced it hasn't yet. Been, yeah, in January another one will be announced. Um, I, I'd be actually really interested because I got this wrong completely with the Liverpool game many years ago when people said yeah. how many would Liverpool get, and I was ridiculed uh, on the Diego's, and they were everyone's laughing. What did you say? Ninety five? No, I said I said that they'd probably get about sixty seventy. Yeah, no, you, know? right. you should be ridiculed. Yeah, yeah, and I thought I, because I was uh, equating it to what Liverpool was today, and Liverpool teams now are mediocre that, that best this mediocre, and I thought you know people uh, of our generation wouldn't necessarily have gone to watch that team no. and that was uh, the, the evidence was there because you saw the victory team almost. Beat them that night. You know, it but wasn't... people of our generation remember the Spurs yeah. through the early well, 80s. Well, the people went to the Liverpool game, and I underestimated this because they loved Liverpool as they grew up, and they saw the Liverpool team of the 80s, some of the great players of that, that era, mm. and that stayed with them, and they wanted to go and celebrate yep. that. So I desperately underestimated that. But I would love to, to get people's view on what would a, a – even though Spurs has toured Australia – you know, last year and they've got decent crowds yep. and so forth but in this ICC tournament do you expect them to get what Real Madrid and Roma and, uh, you know, Manchester City got? Juventus will. Well, I'm just, I'll throw it out there. I'll throw it out there to people. Uh, do you expect the same sort of crowds? Melbourne victory's playing which is great. I called for that. A, yep. An A-League team to be involved with this which is fantastic. Uh, I just like to get people's views on how many, will it be as successful as the previous ICC tournament? Just more games for the Melbourne Victory players to play. Well, but I'll tell you, talking to the players, they prefer to play those games during that preseason. And and by the way, I'm not saying Juventus won't bring a big crowd in, but will they bring 90,000? Real Madrid, Manchester City drew 99,000. Will they bring 90,000? This is something I'm not going to stick my neck out with. I'm just going to because people. you don't want to get it hit. No, again. no, that's right. i will just get people out there to give me their opinions.
1: Take a couple of calls on that nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Are you going to go see Juve and the Spurs and Victory play in July of next year? I also want to get Carlos's thoughts on uh, the FIFA situation at the moment. Twelve to two.
0: No one's called, so we can safely say no one's going to go to see Juventus <laughs> and Melbourne Victory. And but, but just on that point, there, Tony. The difference between sixties and seventies at the MCG and nineties, I think, will depend on that fourth team. If it's Barcelona, Sun Leeds is going to be a a big success beforehand. And I was just thinking about why a Real Madrid Manchester City uh, team would get ninety nine thousand at the MCG during the middle of the AFL season, you know, in the winter and so. I think it had a lot to do with Cristiano Ronaldo mm. being there. I think it's it's it, it, you needed that star factor. Yeah, and no, absolutely no disrespect to Juventus and um, and Tottenham Hotspur, they don't see they they don't have a Cristiano Ronaldo. It doesn't matter how good their players are, they don't have that player that all of mainstream Australia who love their sport will focus on. I mean, Channel Nine News had Cristiano on every night. You know, yep. going shopping, kicking the uh, Aussie Rules yeah. football, whatever. A Juventus team and a Tottenham team just don't have that. And there'll be a lot of Tottenham and Juventus fans really upset that I said that, but you don't have a Cristiano Ronaldo. And that's the marketing point of difference between those two clubs and a Real Madrid.
1: Hmm. Roma? Uh,
0: Francesco Totti's the the guy uh, who was a selling point for them. Uh, But generally, look, again, it's a difference between 60s and 70s at the MCG and 90s and ninety nine. That, yeah. that's, that's, you know, what's going to make that difference of 30,000 people? So so All many right. people I know who uh, went to the games and don't even follow football, yeah. soccer. They, yeah, don't, just, they just went to those games because yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo was playing. And, and he had a go. I mean, it's not that he played 100%, but he, he had a go. And I think, I think he scored a goal and uh, a couple of nice moves here and there. And he was a bit theatric with, with the way he yeah, did yeah. things. And so people went there and got their money's worth, I thought. So. Well, Scott's on the road. G'day, Scott. How you doing, guys?
2: Good, buddy. That's right. Look, I went last year. I took my uh, young kids. Um, And I think what you're saying is true, that having a uh, a big-name star was a big factor in me uh, taking the boys, I think a big factor is that last year, tickets were out and ready for sale, and Santa Claus brought my tickets last year. Oh, yeah. And without having that factor this year, it's another expense and might make it a bit harder to have a few less people actually going along.
0: Yeah, and Scott, um, what would drag you along this time? Not drag you along, what would make you go with your kids this time? Would it be a Barcelona or would you be quite happy to go with a Juventus and a, a Spurs yeah. match-up with Melbourne Victory?
2: No, I think the big-name star is what's going to get me to spend 100 bucks. Yep. You know, having, being able to say to my boys, have a look at this guy, you know, you get to see one of the best players in the world um, live is a, is a huge factor. Now, if you can get a team that has another star, you know, Tottenham doesn't really interest me, it doesn't have mm. not
1: that big a, not that big a draw card. Good yep. Scott, thank you for your call. Mark's also on the road. G'day, Mark.
2: Yeah, g'day. Um look I'm not a soccer fan at all and I've never no, been to no, an no, A League game true, or, true. or anything like that. Um I don't even know who Juventus are, but I I know Spurs and I know Liverpool and I know Ronaldo and they're the kind of like names that would drag me out to going to one of these games. Um yeah I think if we're gonna get On soccer fans involved, there has to be big
0: names like people Uh, we've heard of before. Yeah, absolutely right there, Mark. And that's why I think, you know, the people who love their sport but don't necessarily follow football that I know, anecdotally, they said that they went to see Ronaldo. And I think that's that Mm. 30,000 difference between a 60 and 70, which I think these clubs will get. And it'll be quite successful, profitable and all that sort of stuff. But full stadium and maybe three-quarter full stadium will be that a Messi or a Cristiano Ronaldo, that sort of player. James at Williamstown. day, James.
1: How are you going? Good, buddy.
2: Good. Um, I do agree with you in the fact that obviously the, the Tottenham doesn't have the star power. I am a Spurs fan. But how can you not have brought attention to Harry Kane? Like mm. The fact that obviously he's one of the biggest players in England at the moment. He's only 23. Um, you've got the youngest team... Um, currently doing so well in the Premier League. They're a real, real chance of top three, if not shoe in for top four this season. And then you've got Juventus, who have a better team than what Man City did when they came out here. So, And where, if you take into consideration when Tottenham was playing previously, um, when they played against Sydney FC, they got over 70,000 in Sydney, which no one goes to watch sport in Sydney.
0: And, and James, that's why they'll get 60 to 70. Um, I just I think the difference between a 60 and 70 and a 99, which opened the, the, eye, the eyes mm. of the world on the MCG for a friendly game between Real Madrid and Manchester City, I don't think it was about Manchester City. I think it was about Cristiano Ronaldo mm. and, to a lesser extent, Real Madrid. Uh, that's my personal opinion, but James, you're entitled yours. And Harry Kane... You, you go out and see someone like a Harry Kane. The good thing Absolutely. about Juve... And also uh, uh, a couple of the other young boys that have been brought into that squad by Pochettino at, at Tottenham this year are, are fantastic. The good thing about Juve is that 50,000 will go to support them and
1: 45,000 will go to boo them.
0: Are you reckon? No, mate. There's such a big, big club in... Big club. And, and Juve is one of those... Uh, every Italian who's ever come to Australia, if they're still alive in Melbourne, they'll come yeah. and watch them. So they, well, they, they're a big club. They were our... In- original international team were they they used to come out in the 70s and 80s youve no out not, to olympic park no no i don't remember as a kid them coming but roma came in the 50s and i've got some, i've got some incredible photos of my dad and we were only little kids, I mean, little babies yeah. at the time. And uh, my dad, where the actual crowd was along the byline, the sidelines, it had spilled over onto the, I don't know if there was a running track around at the Olympic Park in those days. Yeah, Incredible photos of when AS Roma came to play Victoria, I thought, I think. Uh, so we haven't had a but lot didn't of... But did the Socceroos used to play teams like Juve? Not, not a lot of Italian clubs. AC Milan came in okay. the 80s, I think, or 70, late 70s, 80s, but there hasn't been a lot of Italian clubs off the top of my head. I don't have this in front of me, guys, so I'm sure there's other people out there. But Juventus, first time Juventus came, in, from my memory, it was when they played Melbourne Victory uh, at Etihad a few years ago. So um, that's, that's my memory of that. But I, I could be proved wrong. I don't have this in front of me. At the Stop moment. right there. 60 seconds, Soapbox, FIFA. Talk to me. I don't, you know, it's amazing. I don't really care no, I either don't either. Really, really care much uh, Look, they're, they're being picked off one by one It's, it's obviously a corrupt organisation We all felt that And, uh, and you know they're, they're all getting their ju- just desserts at the moment I mean, half of the people Half the committee that voted for The Qatar World Cup yeah, And the yeah, Russia yeah. World Cup They're all Gone. either under investigation Or they're up on charges Good. I mean, that shows it, doesn't
1: yeah. it? Will it change?
0: Oh, it'll eventually change, yeah. they get the right people in there. There's too much focus on them now. The old lot's going. The new lot will come in. It'll be sorted out. So
1: We'll go to a break. Back to say goodbye
0: to Carlos in just one tick. Carlos, how can you not remember Juve playing
1: Australia Socceroos 1984-85 I MCG? Know. I was there. I can't
0: believe I remembered it. I was it. there. I still remember Antonio Cabrini belting Marshall Sofa over the top of the head because he was just nagging him the whole game. That at Juventus side, I apologise to everyone. How could I not remember that, exactly. really? Because I was there for the game. Um that event side had seven of the reigning World Cup champions in it. Wow. That's how good that team was. But Summery did okay against them.
1: Good stuff.
0: Mate, we'll uh, catch you after. I won't be here next
1: week, but I'll be here the week after.
0: Merry Christmas to you, mate. You too, and Merry Carlos.
1: Christmas to our listeners. And all the Diego's. You can catch them tonight. <laughs> yep. From 10. From 10 yep. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, we've got Brett Thomas coming in next.